0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Gamescoop. I'm your host Damon Hatfield, and joining me this week are Sam Claiborne. Hey everybody, Justin Davis, Scoop, and sitting in for Tina this week, Michael Swaim returns to the show. Welcome back, Michael Swaim. Howdy,
1: howdy. Great to be here.
0: <laughs> I'll say it for you, Swaim Scoop, and we've Thanks. got a great show for you this week. Big, big show. Uh, E3 is E3 2021 is behind us. The first E3 in two years. The first all digital E3. Lots of games, lots of stuff to talk about. Interesting show, I think a lot of people have a lot of different opinions uh, about the show this year. So we're going to dive right into that. Let's start. Mm, I want to start with Michael Swaim actually because um, you know let's just be real. A lot of people were disappointed in E3 this year, but not Michael Swaim, and I want That's him to true. explain.
1: Yeah, we were talking a bit before uh, we started rolling. I uh, I think I'm in a unique position on the panel here because I joined IGN about 17, 18 months ago. So I've now done two E3s that were fully digital, well, virtual, whatever you want to call it. Two bullshit remote. E3s. And uh, <laughs> yeah, when I joined the company, I did say to my girlfriend, oh, maybe I'll finally achieve my childhood dream of going to E3. And I still might <laughs> next year or the year after. We'll see if there's any delays. but. Uh, yeah, it's, I I saw it on the run of show. Like what, how would you rank this E3? And I feel like I'm kind of unfit to do that, but no, it's great. You can just say number it's your favorite. It's the number one, one you've worked. (laughs) It's true. I can't compare it to like a lived experience, but it definitely beat last year's E3. I think for obvious, like geopolitical reality reasons, but uh, I was really pleasantly surprised with most of the showcases, and I'm sure we'll dig into the ones that mm-hmm. were just kind of a blur to me or a map. But I honestly thought uh, a lot of people made really sh- strong showings, and I found myself genuinely way more excited for the gaming slate coming out of it than I was going in. And what else do you want from an E3 other than like seeing people, being in a place, getting to see something other than all your the house, E3 but, stuff? Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think
0: uh, you know there were definitely a lot of exciting announcements. There's also a lot of just filler content. I think maybe E3 should have been one day. Just put mm-hmm. all one day, skip the, the the filler panels, and just have like Ubisoft, Square Enix, uh, Capcom, Microsoft, and Nintendo just all go back to back on one day. I think people would have been a little bit more excited with that.
1: That would we, be would so died, we, we
0: would have died though. We might have died.
1: Really, <laughs> but it would have been a good I, death. But we'd all. <laughs> at the end of that day, imagine the relief we'd feel, and then you'd get to actually let your mind unravel and think back over all the huge reveals you just saw. I do think that's a great idea, honestly. I've been watching,
2: I follow a lot of, uh, you know, game industry folks and peers on Twitter, and one of the secrets of working E3 is that, you know, you're furiously writing a piece of news, mm -hmm. or writing a headline, or, you you know, doing whatever your task is, and then you have E3 up on a second monitor. And so I've seen a lot of people on my feed like, well, yes, it's time to watch E3 and check all the, you know, actually sit down and Mm -hmm. watch with a critical eye, all the trailers and demos and interviews and stuff that you, that you only get a chance to like half pay attention to in the moment. So, um, so that that's, that's just something that people that are at home are probably experiencing the show in a little bit different way. Yeah. Yeah. I think so.
3: The big thing for me that's that's and I'll get I actually I, I've been enjoying E3 I, I'm actually not down on E3. Uh, the thing I'm missing is that like uh, the role that that we can play in this is really important. That's that we should be playing games and telling people what those games are like because right now only the people that are making those games and are selling those games are telling what people what those games are like and you know that's wrong. That's a that's a there's a critical <laughs> failure there that I can't wait to be reversed. Um, but I did like watching a bunch of game uh, 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 conferences. Uh, I love Microsoft and and Nintendo every year and Sony. Uh, I don't think Sony's ever coming back. So I think we are, we're also facing this like second year, of, you know, Sony being absent entirely uh, remotely, but also Sony was absent entirely for one year when we were at E3 once too. And it just feels different, you know, like it's just really strange not having Sony. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the heights for me were Absolutely, Microsoft and Nintendo and seeing Microsoft include Bethesda was so fun, and it made it so much more interesting, and it made their lineup more interesting. And then I think Nintendo really brought it. Like I, just, I thought Nintendo's lineup was fantastic, and you know all you need to do is really show me uh, the sequel to Breath of the Wild to really get me jazzed. But uh, they did, so that was great. They didn't last year.
1: May I ask, does the business logic behind why Sony separated itself and just wants to do its own conference? Do you think that holds for other big companies? Like, our, will we ever see E3 sort of iceberg apart and float away? Right when I joined the company and could theoretically
2: go. I mean, we're, we're at that inflection point now where, like, you know, EA kind of has been doing its own fake E3 thing, glomming on right next door for a while. And then, you know, Sony came and went. So I think, I think next year is really going to tell the tale of, like, is this show going to continue existing in a in a form that we're all familiar with.
0: Yeah, sometimes sometimes I think the ESA is just <clears throat> barely being held together. It's a very fragile yeah. organization, yeah. I think. And they had, you know, before things kicked off, I think it was on Saturday, they had a little presentation just from Phil Spencer talking about how he thinks E3 e- 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 is important and uh, he, ho- he hopes other publishers will continue to support E3 and participate in E3. So there's something about ESA sort of, Let's get Phil out there to talk up E3. You know,
3: <laughs> it's unclear uh, to me too. To answer your question further, Michael, if that you know shows that trade shows that fan basing shows any of those things, like are those going to come back? Are they going to come back twice as enthusiastic and big because people have been cooped up for two years, or are people going to be reluctant to go to them and they will never come back or take a long time to come back? That's that, that's something that could have yeah. further affect E3 because it's an in person event.
1: Judging by the viral video that's been going around of the line at Disneyland yeah. on the first day you were allowed to come without masks on
2: that a which is a slice
1: of society are ready to go back and don't care like they got the vaccine and they're ready to go wherever they want to go. Uh, I am not endorsing or decrying that point of view
3: yeah it's just it's something to think about when you're booking the convention center for this week next year right for sure
0: yeah, yeah for sure uh, let's talk into let's talk about Microsoft. <clears throat> Definitely one of the biggest news items of the show is <clears throat> Starfield getting a release date, eleven eleven twenty two eleven 11, years to the day that Skyrim was released <laughs> and giving us a little, a little short cinematic trailer. Um, that's all big news. Oh, and, and um, establishing that it is a console exclusive to Xbox.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: That was all a pretty big deal. I mm-hmm. just thought it was funny that like, even after, after the dust settled on that, it was kind of like, oh, wait, we still don't really know much about what this game is.
2: No, we no. learned more
0: later, but in the immediate immediate aftermath of that conference, you know.
2: Yep. I mean, I like the premise and I like the tone that they're striking. I was talking with someone, maybe Zach, about how a pet peeve of mine, and I'm playing through Mass Effect right now and absolutely loving it, but a pet peeve of mine in that game and sci-fi stories in general is how when the player or if you're reading a book, you know, the reader steps into that world, it's always so established. And so... The premise of this game being early space exploration and sort of mankind's sort of earlier or first steps into the stars is like very very exciting to me. I don't know if the game is that, but I like the idea that everywhere you go is kind of the first time that someone's been there and that pioneering spirit. Um, I hope that that uh, I get the vibe that that's what Starfield is kind of all about, and um, I hope that that's the promise that they deliver on. and And you're not just um, you know stepping into a place where Well, you know, humankind has had a colony here for 200 years or who knows what. Like, that's a little bit less interesting to me just from a storytelling standpoint. Yeah, it It looks like it. Go ahead.
3: Well, I was going to say, I mean, if it's a Fallout-like, I think that's a good thing because I, as much as I've traditionally liked the Fallout universe, I want to see something different, but I do like, you know, big Bethesda (laughs) RPGs. And so, you know, if this is going from planet to planet, I, I'm thinking of it kind of like an outer worlds thing. Like, I, I feel like it's going to be going to planet to planet and exploring these these large but separated environments, and maybe with a little bit more of a you can touch down on rando planets vibe. I, I have no idea though, but I would love that game. Like what I just described is like my jam. That would yeah. be like so ideal for me. So I'd really like that.
1: Well, later like on that, that action. Oh, go ahead. Sorry,
0: I was just going to say <clears throat> later on that day on Sunday, Todd Howard. Uh, described it on a podcast as Skyrim in space.
2: Yeah. So it's yeah. like, okay, Which I, that's, like, that's that's all I needed to know. That's all I needed mm-hmm. to But It's it's like the <laughs> least surprising. It's like, it's like, okay, say it out loud so yeah. that everybody yeah. knows yes. it and absorbs it. But it's like, it's the most no shit thing yeah. to have like, to, to have described. Mm-hmm.
3: I'm yeah. all in. That'd be great. And yeah, I think that sure. I always describe Fallout, even though it predates our... Uh, uh, the, the concept of 3D kind of Elder Scroll stuff. Like, I mean, that's like, that always was the sci-fi Skyrim, right? But it's not in space. And it's mm-hmm. really, really like, uh, you know, it's post-apocalyptic. So everything is dirty and grimy. And, you know, the beauty comes in interesting ways, but it's not constant usually here in sewage. Um, I would love to see like a really beautiful uh, space game version of, of Skyrim. That'd be very different than Paula.
1: Fallout also has a very um, satirical, cynical sort of, of course, things Mm -hmm. fell apart, humans suck kind of tongue-in-cheek tone. Mm -hmm. This feels like uplifting, human spirit, pioneering, like Justin said, which is a very different tone. And I think tone Mm -hmm. is really important these days when you're making a space game. They even had a little montage during that showcase where they called attention to the fact that they're like... Yeah. A lot of these games are set in space. It's look, we're going big on space. So I think you do have to pick your spot, your tone, your level of technology. It's interesting to see all these big developers be fascinated with space and yet map out very distinct ways to tackle that. I, I just the first space game where you travel to different planets and they have variable gravity will win my heart. No one ever does that. and It always bothers me. Every planet is apparently the exact same mass. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: I'm trying to yeah. think of something that counted. Yeah. I mean, like no man's sky, everything's the same mass, right. And it's definitely, yeah, I
2: think yeah. Yeah. That's Ma- the
1: Moon level. Mass maybe? effect,
2: mass effect, like sci-fi hand waves that away by saying that there's mass effect fields that like mm-hmm. change, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah that uplifting, um, optimistic sci-fi, that more star Trek mm-hmm. view of uh, what space can be like. Is that realistic? Is that what it'll really be like in 400 years? Like, you know, no, sadly. <laughs> but, um, but like, that's what I enjoy consuming, just as a gamer, and as as those are the stories that I like and enjoy. So, sure.
1: Give me one so, second. I gotta let my dog out. Sorry.
0: Okay, no problem. Uh, anyway, Starfield it's coming next year. It's Xbox exclusive and an Xbox Series X exclusive. Not coming to Xbox One. So a full next gen release. <laughs> sam what did you think about halo so uh
3: you know like they didn't show a lot more of the single player stuff in halo that i'm really interested in Mm -hmm. um they kind of showed that open world space and it correct me if i'm wrong but like that's what they showed before when they were like this is like a big open place for you to explore they just kind of showed a pulled out view of that right so maybe I mean, that's like all they want to show for now. I mean, that yeah. that's the kind of thing where I'm like, okay, if you're gonna if you're gonna describe a, a game with a big world, like show, show me something new, maybe. But I don't know, they're being a little bit secretive with it. But um, my my knowledge of what Halo was going into this and what it is coming out of it is like basically exactly the same.
2: So mm-hmm. still excited. It- yeah, because c- well, you're mostly focused. You're interested in that campaign and yeah, right. that open world. Like they they did a big dive in on multiplayer, mm-hmm. which you know I that's gotta be. I don't know if like the Bungie net stats are still online, but I'm sure it's my most played multiplayer game of all time. And um, the older my kids get, I'm actually like, oh, like maybe they're old enough and I have <laughs> enough free time now. <laughs> really? Yeah, I guess we're like Halo's ready. We're right like now, so. Well, not not to play with them, but just I'm at a state in my life where, like, maybe I can just sit down and veg oh, out to okay. oh, to you know yeah. ten matches of Halo yeah. multiplayer. You have free again. time again. Like, like that was that was what Fortnite is now for a whole generation of gamers. Mm-hmm. Of like that was the social space to go in and hang out and play zombies in Halo Two or whatever it was. And um, I absolutely love and I'm a hundred percent on board with their vision. For Halo and how they're doing something actually kind of clever, they're doing two things one it's free to play, which yeah that's why they did which they did announce and talk about, but to me, like yeah. they should be screen like <laughs> it's a bigger deal than I think they're making it out to be that mm-hmm. this is just free it's free, and it's cross play on p c and console that's so awesome, and like they have a really clever battle pass set up. Mm-hmm. Um, uh but the other interesting thing is they're sort of bifurcating the experience with you know the little bit more hardcore serious 4v4 arena and then the big team battles that are just crazy chaos Mm -hmm. and vehicles and just insanity and sort of recognizing that um you know they're these two sort of separate but related uh you know sort of cousins and gameplay experiences to each other and um and that and that they can deliver on both, I think, is really smart, and um, I'm really really excited about it. And you know, 120 FPS, like just every single box that they're ticking, I'm like, yep, let's go.
3: In the uh, multiplayer showcase, I really like the uh, custom AI. I thought that was really cool, where you know, mm-hmm. whatever is piped into your into your speakers is like you know its own voice, and I can't wait to see what the options are there. Mm-hmm. And then like the 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 actual going back to single player, like you know, the, the actual. Ga- trailer they basically showed with like kind of an AI talking about being an AI and Cortana. That's actually one of my favorite parts of Halo lore. So like I'm I'm pretty excited about that part of it. And uh yeah, I mean like I, I wish that game had been out for the many months it should be by now. And I can't wait. Can't wait to play
0: it. Swimmer, you still guy? said
3: 2022 or 2021, right? That's all they said. Are, 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 yeah, uh, holiday,
2: all, holiday, 2020. 2021.
3: Yeah, so yeah. they can't put a date on it. Yet.
2: I wonder and i it's not a thought that i had prior to this moment so feel free to pick it apart in the comments folks but like maybe they're going to maybe they're going to decouple the campaign from mm-hmm. the multiplayer
0: that's yeah. some people have you know theorized about that i think xbox has said that's not the plan but you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. i think it's strange that starfield can get a release date 18 months from now but halo infinite which was supposed to be out last november still can't get a date
2: yeah. The, the other theory I've heard about that is that we don't have a date for Call of Duty yet. Mm-hmm. And maybe yeah. they're just kind of trying. Maybe they're waiting and they're going to they're going to stay out of the way of Call of Duty. I, um, that would make sense. I would get yeah.
1: that. If you're just Do we expect that date to stick no matter what? Like is how how mm-hmm. delay prone is Bethesda historically? Not not too uh, delay prone, right? Bungie. 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 They've got well, three, four It's not Bungie three, anymore, though. It's 343. Three. Three, yeah, three. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't Bungie. think
0: they want to give up that. It's 11-11-22. I don't think they want to give up that
1: aesthetically right. pleasing date. It has significance, so it's probably yeah. not going to budge for sure.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, in the case of Halo, um, they won't announce a date until they're positive that they're going to hit that date since it was already pushed back an entire year. Um, no, it's definitely not a sign of confidence. Like, I don't want to draw too many conclusions like, oh, the game must be in trouble. But like, it's not a good thing that they didn't commit to a date. Like, I'll just leave it at that. Yeah,
3: there's also and I haven't I haven't been able to look at the discussion of this and see technically what people are seeing in the in the game. But. I absolutely expected after the criticism last E3 of the Mm -hmm. graphics Mm -hmm. for if anything was shown in in single player, besides the big long cut scene, they showed, which I did do think looked good if they showed the open world again, that it would look different. Maybe, um, you know, I would expect a different level of detail, maybe not necessarily, quote unquote, better graphics, but like they they delayed and responded to the game. They they did like a a community response and like. Mm -hmm. It just, it just looked the same to me, so I don't really but know what they're what they're I mean, doing there.
0: The thing to me is they didn't show any single-player campaign gameplay no. this time out, which is what I, I, I just like you are saying, that's kind of what they needed to prove. They needed to show that they've reworked it or, you know, improved, I'm putting that in quotes. But
3: even that, like, pulled-out shot of, like, this is the open world, like, there's games that look better than that open world right now that I'm sure. playing, and, like, that's, like, you know, it's not worrying to me because I still like that, that, I like Halo. I like the aesthetic of Halo. Yeah. Like, it'll be awesome. But like, I just, I just was surprised that that wasn't like, whoa, this looks completely different now uh, because they took some time to, to give it a pass.
0: This is, this is just part of the reason why I think Microsoft's conference was very good, but not perfect. I think a lot of people, people who prefer or are looking forward to Halo's multiplayer, they're really excited. And they're like, this is an awesome conference. But people like me who were unimpressed with the single player demo from last summer, we were looking to see, OK, what's what, what how has this been sort of reworked? Does it is it actually going to look next gen now? And they just didn't show anything. So that was kind of like, yeah,
2: hmm. I mean, I, I liked Microsoft Conference. I'm really impressed yeah. with the game slate that they sort of revealed and the month by month sort of games hitting game pass. I think that that's a strong message that came across really well. Um, but they didn't they didn't show a lot of gameplay. Um, And that's traditionally something that Xbox has sort of leaned into and been a point of pride for them. Like, we're about to show you 90 minutes of just games being played and they're all going to look awesome. And like they definitely dialed back on that this year. And it was a lot of cinematics and a lot of pre-rendered sort of mood pieces, which, um, you know, I don't know. That's not necessarily a choice that I agree with. Mm -hmm. Um, I wish we could have seen more of these games in action.
3: Was 76 the only other Bethesda game they showed?
0: Uh no, because there is Redfall. Yeah, that so Redfall like, is Bethesda. Okay, that was their one well, more arcane. Thing. It's arcane. Yeah,
3: arcane Austin. Right. I who, think who was yeah. published by Bethesda was. Yeah, that, okay, that makes sense.
0: Which I was yeah, I, I, I thought
3: there'd be like some like Wolfenstein Doomy stuff in there. Like that, that would be like you know something. I just thought it'd be the full suite of Bethesda. But like, I'm not disappointed with with what Bethesda is mm-hmm. showing. It's just man, like the addition of Bethesda as a wild card and, and everything Microsoft now is so cool. Like, all, the, those yeah. showcases are just all, automatically have this, like, huge swath of potential that they didn't have before. And I think Microsoft, you know, has an E3 yeah. presence,
2: just m- more exciting. Mm-hmm. It's like Microsoft owns Doom now. It's like, man, yep. this is
1: crazy. Yeah. yeah. The only one that will feel weird to me is if Elder Scrolls 6 is, uh, is exclusive, because I, I don't yeah. know why. Elder Scrolls just feels like a public utility. Like, it should <laughs> just I mean, be I, piped I, into your home.
0: That's why yeah. I still wouldn't be surprised if Starfield, you know, it's a new... Game a new IP, make that their exclusive. But then, Elder Scrolls Six somehow—I'm right. sure they have to work there's it out. Behind no the
2: scenes. way, there's no way.
0: <laughs> really, we're dreaming. I mean, okay, I, I don't, I don't care either way. I have
1: both I, consoles;
2: it doesn't matter to me. Yeah, I just like Microsoft owns it. Like, there's
1: no way. Well, mm. I think it's important to point out that not everyone does own both consoles. I like They're it. So hard to get, and it's, I like it when crazy things happen.
0: That will change uh, the industry forever. And that would be such a thing. So I would definitely sit back and enjoy the fireworks of that one, Justin.
3: Listen, PlayStation fans, Final Fantasy was on Nintendo systems. All right. Yeah. And when it went onto Sony <laughs> systems, I stopped playing Final Fantasy. I was really, really mad about it. I thought that was a really, real dick move on uh, Square's part because this is before Square Enix. So. Uh, I spent years and years and years not playing Final Fantasy games until uh, I decided to dip back into them when, you know, they went multi-platform again, um, and they never really went back to Nintendo, but it happens. It it sucks. You lose your big RPGs on a system when they go exclusive.
2: Yeah, I mean I I think that there's no chance that, that that Elder Scrolls 6 comes to PS5, but the one the one thing is that Microsoft has Game Pass and that's very important to them and that makes them look very good compared to uh you know, compared to PlayStation now it can't quite stack up. Um, I also
3: I also do think that Skyrim 2 or Elder Scrolls 6 will not come to uh Xbox Series X either because it's a
2: generation away. <laughs> it's it's many, that game does not exist yet. But if <laughs> If that game were to come to Sony, what they would do is say, it's free on Game Pass, play it right now. And then in six months, you can pay $70 to get it on your PlayStation 5. And then it's just, it's a chance for them to make more money and just <laughs> make the competition look a little bit bad in the process.
3: I think you'll be playing it on xCloud on your PlayStation.
2: Mm. I mean, maybe. On my, on my Switch.
3: Yeah, on I mean, your Switch I mean, for that-, that matter.
2: Your Switch Pro
0: it's not it's not out of the realm of possibility,
3: no, I think uh, you can already pull up a people have already done like they pull up a browser window on you know some weird system like switch yeah. or something and then and then play you know xbox games that that's it's already possible
1: well, it speaks as I think it speaks to the fact we were discussing a second ago, look, I'm not a big halo guy as evidenced by the fact that I couldn't pull the developer, but um, it the fact that they're sort of leading with multiplayer and uh i i it, even though I'm not a halo guy, even I had like nostalgic feelings around, Oh, this does look like it's going to take me right back to those land parties in mm-hmm. high school for me. And uh, maybe I got to, maybe I want to do that again. That looks, that seems pretty fun with the grapple shot and whatever. And uh, I think the same logic sort of applies to what they're doing with game pass. It, and it's very smart. They, they just seem to have found this groove where they're all about building community and ecosystem. And almost transcending the physical technology, Mm -hmm. right? And just being like, we're not about that. It's just in the cloud. Here's your games. They just rain down on you. And uh, there's some flaws with that strategy in the short term, but I actually think it's very savvy in the long term.
0: Yeah. It is interesting having Bethesda underneath Microsoft and PlayStation not participating. There's like no way to promote Deathloop or Ghostwire Tokyo Mm -hmm. at E3. Yeah, it, it just puts them in a bind, right? It's just it yeah, puts, well, uh, these are big games they've got coming up this year that they couldn't do anything for.
2: And so, you know, there's rumors that Sony is going to have a standalone showcase, mm-hmm. sure, soon in the yeah. summer, and th- and then that's part of why Square Enix had such a weird show, is that maybe Final Fantasy VII Part Two or mm-hmm. um y- you know 16 or any number of those games that were just inexplicably. Not E three, maybe they'll be on stage at something that Sony's planning. But um, that's a lot of that's you know that's a lot of ifs that sort of mm-hmm. stack up in a row on that one. Yeah, yeah.
1: We got um, that FF game where the guy in the black t shirt won't <sighs> shut up about killing chaos. Chaos all he talks about.
0: <laughs> That was one of the weirdest reveals of the show.
1: <laughs> I thought that but, was so odd.
0: But bef- let's. I want to make sure we have time to talk about Nintendo uh, and Breath of the Wild. I think I liked Nintendo's show the most this year. Uh, it's great. yeah it was just it's just like short and concise and they showed off a lot of games and they gave a lot of release dates and they showed the most mm-hmm. important one of course mm-hmm. breath of the wild too gave it a release year 2022 that they're aiming for um womp, yeah so womp, like, womp. obviously sam mm-hmm. uh you 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 like yourself a little bit of breath of the wild mm-hmm. did the did the short little gameplay footage that they showed what did that do for you
3: yeah, it showed me that they are transforming the existing map, like in a, a, a in a you know dark world kind of way, where there's like there's going to be a big sky component to it, and things below it are going to be different, because it looks like you know it, it, it's it's returning to that same idea. I I could I mean all I want is just more Breath of the Wild. Like there's this, it'd be really hard for them to to mess that up, and this just looks just. It, it looks great. I, I love how they're expanding on the things I like about it. Like the new physics stuff. I, I think the new, um, uh, did you see like climbing is going to get that weird kind of, I can shift through rocks climbing upgrade. Yeah. It's like, yeah. they're taking these mechanics, right <laughs> which are already like really, really fun in the game. Uh, the things I liked to, to explore the world with basically the, your hands in the game, yeah the way you explore and they're just expanding on those, which I think is great. And, uh, looks fantastic. Uh, uh, just uh, switch is going to be, you know, behind, uh, every year now. And this game is stylized in a way where it just still looks really cool. Just looks mm. gorgeous. The cutscenes, Oh my God. Like they're just so cool looking. Yeah. No, no, nothing to, and I have no revelatory. There's so much speculation about this and I've been reading all of it and it's really bad. People are bad at this. And so I'm not going to even get, get into that. Um, but, uh, but because there's just so little that we know about it,
0: mm. you know, Justin, what'd you think?
2: I think there's, there's, Two ways to answer what Nintendo's conference was. There's how did they do overall? Did they do what they need to from an industry standpoint? And then there's like the Justin Davis review of that conference, which is they announced, you know, sequels or brand extensions to three of my top five favorite games (laughs) of all time, including ones that i would made my peace with that were just gone forever. Yeah. And I do appreciate I laughed out loud at there were like dozens of Twitter replies. It's like, has anyone checked in on Justin? Is he okay? No, because they announced a new. They announced the remake of Super Monkey Ball One and Two. Yeah, that's crazy. If you're a big monkey, if you're a big Monkey Ball fan, that's all you really want. You can't trust any Monkey Ball game that has a jump button. (laughs) So there's no like, yeah,
3: there's no like upres versions of those right now, right? So like this is like a cleaned up version.
2: Well, so it's Monkey Ball One and Two, and then it's Monkey Ball Deluxe, which was already a package of One and Two, but had new levels in it. And Mm -hmm. so you know, it's sort of exactly. They they included the stuff that people care about and left out the stuff that people don't care about. They did it exactly the right way. And then I hope that that, well, and they announced a remake of Advance Wars one and two and yeah. way forward <laughs> is making it. Did you see that Damon? Yeah, that- I did see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I it's
3: didn't perfect. think that Advance Wars looked very good.
2: Well, With- no, it did look better. I looked at it in the Treehouse. house. So in the trailer during the direct, I didn't mm-hmm. care for it, but in the Treehouse uh extended look at the gameplay um, you see that the characters actually, they almost look like claymation. They look like little diorama okay. characters. They're not just like crappy 3D models. They're meant to look kind of like toys.
3: Yeah. Well, I can tell uh, the toy aesthetic. I, I I thought that was a weird choice too. But I, I, mean, I like it. it. Probably looks better, and I should I should watch the treehouse segment.
2: So if this gameplay cuts back to the field, you'll see that they're actually playing on a board, like mm-hmm. it looks like a chess board. So it's mm-hmm. like they're 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 doing something aesthetically that I didn't pick up on in the trailer. And like yeah. Advance Wars is one of my favorite games of all time, and I just I made my peace with the fact that Fire Emblem won and mm-hmm. Advance Wars was gone, and so I lost my mind when this was announced. Um, and then, you know, and then Metroid Dread, like yeah. it, it's, it's unbelievable. So, you know, I don't know, like they don't have a big Q4 game and Zelda's still a year away and they only showed us two minutes of it and no Splatoon and no, no Switch Pro. Like there's a laundry list of stuff that they didn't do, but I was like hyperventilating on a personal <laughs> level <laughs> by the end of that direct. Uh, it was, it felt like it was tailor-made for me personally. The only thing missing was, uh, was F-Zero. Yeah.
3: man i'm worried about metroid i reviewed the last one that was a remake and you know it's i'm glad that it's mainline but like i think fusion was a pretty low point in that series and i'm worried about following on to that um but i watched the segment yeah i watched the trio segment like i i kind of like the stuff where it's like pulling behind samus for this one weapon and like going like full 3d and like it looks like it's crazy to see this not on a portable system. Like it's a mm-hmm. 2D yep. you know, Metroid game that'll look good on your television. Like that's pretty cool. So we'll see how that, it goes. That
2: yeah. That was another game. Metroid and Advance Wars I didn't think showed that good during their, you know, just during the whatever two-minute segment they had in the show. And then the treehouse segments for both like put my mind at ease. Um the treehouse segment for Metroid, you know, Samus moves so quickly and transitions from room to room so, so fast. fast.
3: I really and, like that.
2: And the animations look so fast and smooth. Um, it, it was uh, it, it like I'm not worried about it anymore. I think it looks really, really great. But um, you know, I do know what you mean about Mercury Steam and the work they put into the 3DS version. But um, but you know, this is a full on $60 Switch game this time around. So yeah, um, yeah, I'm excited.
3: It's so funny they brought back that kind of leaky code name yeah. like just rumored name like they use they're using it they're it's just
0: so i funny. mean
3: yeah it's, we have
0: ign like mid 2000s era ign was like reporting on metroid dread the next and metroid it was mentioned
3: and, in prime 3
0: yeah like it's yeah that's where like the tease sort of came easter from. egg yeah so but funny. then we had like some articles on like you know metroid dread not dead i think that was a <laughs> Craig Harris headline and then it would show up on our list of games on life support for years and then it just disappeared completely we just accepted that it was gone 20 years E3
2: 2021 Metroid Dread and like I can't like Super Metroid's my favorite game of all time and the Metroid games have like pretty deep lore like there's and like they're like it's a canonical... It messy
3: with Other M. So it's like, if you cut that out, though, th- there's a c- well, couple of games right in a row, which make a lot of sense.
2: And I strongly get the impression that they're ignoring Other M since they call yeah. this Metroid 5 and they called, Fu- <laughs> they called Fusion Metroid 4. So it's like, well... Yeah.
3: And then Prime is all a prequel to all of that.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, well, I think Prime 1, 2, and 3 all take place between Metroid 1 and 2. But even no, so, right. they're sort of like... They're off them. on their own. Um, yeah. And so, like, this... Franchises, long running franchises fall into a trap where they don't like to push the fiction forward anymore. They go back and tell prequels and side stories mm-hmm. and other stuff. And for them to come back 19 years later and have a canonical sequel that they say is going to like conclude Samus's story, it's like, damn, they're going for it.
3: <laughs> yeah. So
2: yeah. I'm pumped.
3: There's a, uh, they showed a, like a computer that's a mother brain in yep. the
2: uh, treehouse segment. Yeah, that's not really a spoiler. It's in the treehouse segment, but like they're, and it's like, what are you, what are you doing, Galactic Federation? Don't be using <laughs> yeah. Mother Brain as your like well, computer. And AI they did cord. that
3: in in Prime Three. There's a little bit of Mother Brain stuff where you're yep. like on these planets, and there was like a mainframe, but they didn't make it like a big gross brain. And they totally did in in this game, which I thought was cool. Yeah. What I, what I would want for Metroid more than anything though is my my favorite Metroids have a a biological and archaeological say, environment to to, to explore, and not just digital and yeah. space stations. And there is a little part in this where you come out into like a like a planetary landscape. And I was like, that's what I want to explore. That's what I want to see. Even though I understand that part of Metroid is the labs and where the Metroids are being made and stuff. But I'm a little like, yeah, I, I didn't like fusion for one, for a little bit of it because it was like all on a space station. That's yeah. not as cool. A Metroid."
0: For me. Yeah. I noticed that as well, but man with a, a 2d Metroid monkey ball, Advance wars and Wario the whole Shh. thing was giving me an like, early to
2: mid 2000s vibes.
0: It's awesome. Like that's what I was playing back then. All those games. And WarioWare. Yeah. Yeah, that's War- a really
1: good
2: point. Yeah. And like WarioWare is, uh, you know, 50 bucks, which is a little bit odd, especially from Nintendo. where like, you know, they'll charge $60 for anything. So, um, yeah. but it, it's like, it's one of those things like, I don't know, like, how excited can you be about new WarioWare? But the tr- truth is, like, I will buy this and I will play it more than. <laughs> Like many games that were revealed in E3 oh, 2021, God. so it's like Super Mario just Land. don't, yeah, just don't don't overthink it. Like just buy it; you'll have a great time. Michael, yeah, Swain.
0: I used to I used to hundred percent all of these. Yeah,
2: Michael Swain, what did you think about the Nintendo show?
1: Oh, I I loved it. I uh, it's interesting because what Sam mentioned, I thousand percent agree with as far as the biological Samus stuff, and hmm. I had the reverse hunger watching the Breath of the Wild 2 trailer where I I felt like, are we going to see anything underground, any dungeons? And I know much (laughs) has been made of that. But ironically, for how short it was, uh, I am willing to wildly speculate or at least (laughs) reference some speculation I've seen because it was edited so masterfully Mm -hmm. to the point where it's one of the most productive, and not to just plug the site, but like, uh trailer rewinds we've done because i watched that it blew my mind how much i'm like oh yeah almost every frame has a clue to something Mm -hmm. actionable like Mm -hmm. a a new gameplay ability or uh something that reveals like an aspect of the game and so i do think it i think they want us to speculate and i think it's fun to engage in speculation and some of the stuff i've seen is you know wondering about how they're going to split the uh the islands in that are floating through the sky versus the ground level versus the dungeon level. If there is a dungeon level, mm. uh, if there's still going to be those physics based like shrine dungeons, or if we might get something more like an ocarina dungeon, uh, you know, a full on traditional dungeon. And uh, I was just really intrigued also by all the speculation that we might see a dual protagonist here. You never see uh, quote unquote link's face in the ground segments And Mm -hmm. uh, they have different length hair, and I believe one has a robot arm and one doesn't. So Mm -hmm. there's something going on there, and I think that's really exciting because uh, I am a huge fan. It's funny. I tweeted, like, uh, because they're being coy about the subtitle because they're worried it'll give away the plot. Mm -hmm. And I tweeted something like the subtitle is just going to be more with some variation because – The plot is not why you play Breath of the Wild. It's the environment, the uh, puzzles, and the just feel and vibe of it. And I think everyone pretty much agrees there that the story, whether you like it or not, or how it's dispensed, is very simple and, like, you navigate through it and that's fine, but you want to wander around and explore stuff. And I think they've obviously learned that the traversal was revolutionary and we need to keep doubling down on that and, like, expanding the ways Link can traverse the environment. I cannot wait to paraglide, ideally from a floating island all the way down to like a ravine. Oh, but you Uh, can't because they're 10,000 years apart. Or they might be separated <laughs> in time or whatever. Do we explicitly know that, or is that no, no no. No, 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 no? <laughs> that's me
3: just.
2: That's me just being a. That's yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah. He's riffing on all the all the the, the speculation yeah. I was talking about. Although i by giving a full dual
1: protagonist, like I just think any structural change to the core plot is really exciting to me. Uh, which so is why you the, know, the like I like thing. Wind Waker in theory, just because it's off the beaten path of Zelda.
3: Yeah. So we we read up that story that the um that the, the title is being held uh for now because it has something to do with you know a reveal in the game which doesn't make sense because if that's released two months ahead of the game then who cares you you still you still have to reveal the title it's pretty interesting uh but I, I you know obviously a lot of people are trying to think on that but uh it's funny Breath of the Wild doesn't mean anything no it just doesn't mean anything
1: like what, what oh literally that, the words yeah but think, some of them yeah, but I mean, some like, of them already, do
2: like some well, some Zelda titles are more spoilery and give away stuff about the premise than others yeah.
3: but but so if they're going to change this entirely if it's Legend of Zelda something, something, something that's not Breath of the Wild, or if it's Breaths of the Wild, or Breath of the Something Else, or Something Else of the Wild. Epona's like, Revenge.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm banking on. You it's probably... confusing
3: to think of what they're going for, but they clearly are not going for, I, I don't think, Breath of the Wild 2. So I saw, you know, also, like, could that be, mean it's Breath of the Wild 0? You know, it's like, uh, I don't know. It, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's getting pretty interesting. But Breath of the Wild, if they released that ahead of, you know, when they told us that name, like, everybody's just, it sounds weird
2: still to me. It's probably The Legend of Zelda colon, you play as Link Zelda and Ganon. They're all three <laughs> yeah. parts of the Triforce and <laughs> it's perfect.
3: Comma, one thousand yeah. years ago.
2: Yeah.
1: It's like the Cruella of Zelda games. You find out <laughs> Ganon's just super misunderstood.
3: That's all the Disney villain movies. Yeah. You're
2: making you're making a goof, but like that's a very plausible <laughs> very plausible theory
3: true it happened. i think that i think ganon's backstory in ocarina of time has a little bit of sympathy for Ganon. and i think it's pretty interesting um just because c- they like he's like he, he grew up as like the only male kid in this desert of you know thieve women like it's it's pretty interesting how they kind of just leave that for you to to uh, discover mm-hmm. in that game
1: yeah for sure my other big takeaway was obviously the no animal crossing mention mm-hmm. um only because that's fascinating to me because i wonder if it's Another in Nintendo's like historic line of occasionally just quirkily stopping, supporting something, even though it's printing (laughs) them money. No Pokemon
3: either. So no Pokemon Pokemon. or Animal Crossing. And those are their most widely accessible games that people that watch E3 don't really pay attention to. Those people that play those games don't pay really attention to E3. So I was thinking like maybe the marketing for clearly the marketing for Pokemon is standalone sometimes. Right. They just do a a Pokemon direct. Oh, is that what it is? Um, That makes
1: sense. Yeah,
3: but maybe for Animal Crossing, they're going to start doing like a completely different marketing strategy. Like this is going to be the Animal Crossing people we're targeting and just has nothing to do with this. Anymore. Or I was
1: wondering if they felt or have like acknowledged that something about the global shutdown was very instrumental to what uh, not that animal, not the New Horizons wasn't a fantastic game that would have like taken up mind share anyway. But it was like the way to survive quarantine. And I mm-hmm. wonder if as that shifts they will feel like they don't need to support it as much, but that's interesting. Obviously. I mean, they definitely
2: like, and this is coming from someone animal crossing was my 2020 game of the year. Like Mm -hmm. I, I absolutely adored it, but like they've dropped the ball a little, like, you know, the year two version of the year one events are like, almost identical, like, I don't feel like that game has really been supported to the degree that I thought it would be like, yeah, there, w- there was some really meaningful, like, oh, you can dive in the ocean now. Like, I don't, I don't want to discount that stuff. But I was personally hoping for more meaty uh, additions to that game. And it, it's, it's, it doesn't give off like a live service game vibe mm-hmm. to the degree that I thought it would and hoped it would.
3: Whereas Splatoon did. So it's like, why, you know, you, you know you know the pattern here. You know how to pull this off, Nintendo. Like, why, why not do this for Animal Crossing? It's just different pace. It's strange.
0: There were still a few big leaks this year. The Starfield release oh, yeah. date leaked shortly before the Microsoft conference. The Mario plus Rabbids sequel leaked ahead of Ubisoft, which we can talk about in just a second. But Metroid Dread, to my knowledge, there was no hint whatsoever that that was ever going to be revealed. So I mean, it's...
3: unfortunately, they let that that fly in uh, 2003 with Metroid Prime <laughs> 3.
1: <laughs> Is that true That's... of Redfall as well? Because that was completely a surprise to me.
3: Yeah, uh, there was we a way, way trademark. long ago reference
1: to the trademark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a... a but dispute they did a good about the job trademark. keeping the most of it under wraps yeah
2: well and yeah. Redfall Redfall is an area in the in tamriel the the land that the elder scrolls games take place and so a lot of people thought when that was trademarked that um that they were giving away where that where elder scrolls 6 takes place but nope turns out it's a super rad looking vampire game
0: cool cool trailer but like you said justin it was a cgi yeah. trailer that didn't show us any gameplay right
2: Well, and, you know, I trust Arcane implicitly and will play everything they ever make, but they do make these sort of atmospheric first person, um, you know, story driven, you know, Mm -hmm. Bioshocky games. And so Mm -hmm. them shifting into a multiplayer focused thing is um, a lot of people express some disappointment about that, which like, you know, I think it looks cool enough and unique enough that like, you know, let's go. I'm all on board, but I do understand some people that like this isn't what they necessarily want Arcane to be doing.
1: But they're doing Deathloop also. It's like, you got to let them try stuff. I don't know. Yeah,
0: but Deathloop also has like a multiplayer component if you want it to, right?
1: That's true. But it does feel more like a spiritual successor to Dishonored. Uh, only This one feels like there won't be a story. Or the story necess- won't be on well, rails in any way.
0: I get the sense that maybe this is like a Borderlands-style cooperative Shooter mm-hmm. or
1: oh, you know. I think it's a left for dead. I think oh, it's okay. like back a, back a, left, a left for yeah. blood.
0: So you think it's like that's pretty good, Sam. You think it's like yeah. instance like you like we're gonna play a game of Redfall and it's gonna last us an hour and then it'll be done, and then maybe we'll play another game of it. It's not like a campaign that you play through?
1: That's what I'm guessing, but I could be wrong.
0: We really don't yeah. know. I mean
1: we didn't see any yeah. gameplay, so we just know it's very much playing on it that is trope four of people, like right? roles. Yeah, the, yeah. It's four yeah, people so. and they have very clear roles yeah. that complement yeah. each other yeah for sure look at that cool elevator oh this game looks so cool the elevator's awesome yeah i keep being, seeing people call it a phone booth i'm like no you idiots it's an <laughs> elevator clearly
3: what's happening with an elevator
1: oh that's yeah. one of her powers is to create a spectral elevator that like catapults people up the caster oh uh, okay i haven't memorized the names yet why are these vampires so mean yeah, that's yeah. what I was going to bring up. How do we feel about vampires as, as a stand-in <laughs> for... Like, I do get very strong Left for Dead or Back for Blood vibes. then uh, they just swap zombies for vampires, right? I kind of yeah. like the... Well, uh, the, yeah. I kind of like the different ways vampires will come at you and how that differs from a zombie. Like, just flying straight at you is kind of fun. Uh-huh. Well, there's they
0: like, have the magics, the deceptions. Yeah. There's a lot of these types of games right now, but I don't think any of them are just purely zombie shooters right now. Because, like, Back for Blood, they're kind of monstrous. Uh, Rainbow Six, what is it? Ed, ed, Extraction. Extraction. Those are aliens. Here are their vampires, you know.
1: It's true. Zombies have become just, like, aberrations yeah. in a lot of I, more
3: Yeah, events. I mean, there, there's definitely, I think it went from zombie fatigue to a little bit of zombie rejection at this point. Yeah, maybe. I don't, I don't know if people,
0: I think that might be a,
3: you a, 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 a bark against a game in some cases. Although people are pretty excited for some zombie games coming out,
0: right? Like, say, the K2. Three. 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 Uh, one of the pleasant surprises of the show for me was Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. That, that looks cool. I, I, after um, Marvel's Avengers, I wasn't really sure what to expect. I played a few hours of that. wasn't really for me. But they like they just, right out the gate, they're like, Guardians of the Galaxy is a single-player you know, campaign game where you play as one character and it's like, okay. And I really, I really liked like the look of the aliens and the idea that you're going to be planet hopping and traveling around all these cool, exploring these cool alien worlds. I'm totally on board.
3: Like, yeah, I immediately understood the RPG elements here. It's just like, I I got them from knowing guardians of the galaxy, from knowing mass effect, from knowing, you know, how these 3d RPGs work. I'm like, Oh, I I can call on these people and have them do their actions and Mm -hmm. things like it's just, it looks like exactly a a great type of game and then the dialogue was great and i loved how they 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 spotlighted the dialogue options and they were funny and they were fun and they were interesting i I think that's that's the best case scenario for guardians Mm -hmm.
0: justin you're playing mass effect
2: oh sorry well i'll get Uh, you in
0: just a sec but justin you're playing mass effect you're gonna have
2: uh room in your gamer heart to do some more planet hopping later this year it is strong guardians of the Galaxy. or there is strong mass effect vibes there. I yeah. n- you play th- my thing about guardians is um you play as the most boring guardian. Yeah. Um so, you know, like it's the safe choice there and I guess he's the leader of the group so it's like it's hard to imagine the gamer is not stepping into the shoes of anyone except Peter Quill, but mm-hmm. um that's um uh one thing that I'm I'm a little bit it's very safe that that particular choice Um yeah. or the fact that you can't switch and play between all of them. Yeah. I do agree with that. Um And I, I understand if people are like
0: surprised that it's not like a cooperative game or even a game where, like, as you say, it, you could choose, maybe it's like mission based and it's like, okay, which guardian are you going to be on this mission? You know?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but Swim, so, you're going to say something? We... Go
1: ahead, Swim. Oh, well, I was basically going to agree with what Justin just <laughs> said so eloquently, but I, I'm going to try and reserve judgment about the fact that I'm locked into Peter Quill, but every cell in my body wants to on the fly flip between the characters and employ <laughs> their different skill sets myself. Like I want to smash someone as Groot, you know, L2 and become Rocket and then like zoom around and shoot. Like I all I wanted was to switch between them fluidly. They have such different fighting styles. You got brutes, you got sword fighters, you got, you know, ranged weapon people mm-hmm. on the team. Um, so that was a bitter disappointment to me, <laughs> but I'm going to reserve judgment because of course, uh, I haven't played the game. I don't know how it's structured. I might play it and go, no, that was the right creative decision that really kept me in the story or it was built in such a way that that made sense. But that felt very weird to me. And it felt weird that they were touting it as like, and you can't be Peter Quill. And I was like, no, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, you know, we're not I, I, like I think that criticism like you and I just voiced it, Swaim. I think it's super valid. But like in terms of video games, like, store, like I'm going to sit down and play through, you know, a 12 to 15 hour story. And here's a video game that's coming out this year. Like, There's not there's not that many of them. So, no. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I'm super, super happy. I think Guardians is coming out at the right time as long as it doesn't get delayed. Like, I think it's going to enjoy a nice moment in the sun in like early fall.
0: Sam, are you going to stream this on your Switch?
2: <laughs>
3: I saw that. No, I think it'd be funny if they let you build a Quill, so you could actually do a Mass Effect character, which is like build a Quill, or, and, because anything anything you build is going to be more interesting than default Quill, because that is the most <laughs> like boring character in the Marvel universe. It's Also, kind of annoying. Like, I, I like th- that character. Uh, you know, is is put in a position of leadership and is like everybody on that team is generally more talented than he is, and I don't I don't think the theme works really. He's got, he's got a bumbling leader, which I hate. Uh, yeah. also he makes everybody listen to his music and like that's so bothersome it's just like that's like he's like everybody really liked the music that my mom made for me i think that's a really bad assumption to make
0: also well yeah also like is there no other music that he can listen to out in the galaxy <laughs> it's i think it's embarrassing <laughs> um we're starting to run but i do out like time. how they
3: include the uh they had uh john jett in this of course the runaways are in uh
0: the, uh, the, the movie the cherry, side.
3: Cherry Bomb. Uh, 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 yeah, I, I, I'm interested song. to see how this goes. Yeah.
1: problem it's is you song. can't say I hate this song because it'll be like, yeah. hey, my dead yeah. mom gave me that. T-. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's just... it's. it's,
0: it's ugh. All right, we're starting to run long on time. Are there any... Uh, there are obviously a lot of other games we could talk about, but anything that um, was notable to you that we didn't hit Swim?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I if I'm forgetting already, if we touched on it, but I don't think we talked about the Ubisoft conference and, uh, no, there were, I, that was the conference that really made me feel my age because I was watching chat and all the games that people said dead game at WTF is this. I was like, that actually seems pretty fun. Like, um, <laughs> Rocksmith plus I yeah. already purchased Rocksmith. Cause I was like, Oh, Guitar Hero with a real guitar. I remember mm-hmm. playing Guitar Hero back in the day and saying, someday someone will do this with a real guitar. Somehow Rocksmith missed me, so they already got my money on that. I'm definitely going to do Rocksmith Plus. And, uh, I, it's such not my traditional style of game that I would normally appeal to me, but I thought Writer's Republic looked really, really fun. Oh, it looked awesome. Um, so I was weirdly... Oh, and then, of course, the Far Cry 6 DLC. What a great idea, because I just... Anytime, I mean, it's the the best Arkham levels, the Scarecrow level, right? Like anytime <laughs> you can take one of these games and reskin it as, uh, oh, you're in their mind, or this is a dream, or they're on drugs right now. I always end up loving those levels so much. So this seems mm. like. Kind of like Far Cry Blood dragon, it's uh, an entire you know gaming experience that's just those levels, or primarily at least the trailer focused on weird surreal psychedelic stuff, and I really love that, so I thought Ubisoft made a strong showing with a lot of filler in between the things I just mentioned, <laughs> but yeah, um, but that was kind of how all the showcases were. you know you your gaming interests are specific to you, so you can't like everything
0: yeah, bringing these villains back for Far Cry was a big surprise to me. It's an interesting idea. I hope there's more to it than just giving them a gun, having them shoot through some enemies to an exit of the level.
2: I mean, the the trailer is crazy. Like, it feels like they're being pulled into some kind of metaphysical space. And I don't know. It's cool. And and even, yeah, Damon, I hope you're right. I hope it um, uh, is actually doing something interesting from a gameplay and storytelling standpoint. But, like, all of those actors and those roles and those characters, like, they made such a mark and a stamp that, like, it's a treat even if it's just total fan service like it's a treat yeah. just to be able to get them back for one last ride yeah
0: and blood dragon is back in the um season pass and as blood well. dragon they didn't they didn't elaborate on that uh but they're also sam are you happy for a new mario plus rapids
3: yeah i mean I, I only played part of that game and hmm. i don't know if it'll oh, hold my that's attention right. turn base
1: uh, that's right yeah it takes a while for me to get into those we'll see i'll have to choose between that and advance wars how does that sound it's more flexible than no, us, Sam. You can run in, like, a circle instead of yeah. a grid. Yeah, yeah, yeah That's, that's
0: true. nice. <laughs> Would anyone consider themselves excited about an Avatar game?
1: Are you asking mm. us or anyone in the world? <laughs>
0: well, you three, but I also have my, <laughs> my suspicions about the wider gaming audience.
1: No,
2: but... Not particularly. Uh, like, buried in the sort of boilerplate, like, Ubisoft text about that game is that it's actually, like, a first-person, you know, action exploration game. It sounds, it sounds a little bit like a Skyrim on the planet of Pandora. And I'm like, okay, okay. So, you know, maybe. Like, it looks gorgeous. And, um, you know, the team making it is really talented. So um, that's another one where, well, let's look and see how the actual yeah. gameplay looks.
3: I'm going to call this one Annoying Skyrim for now.
2: Okay. I like it.
0: Um, all right. That's another E3 in the books. There's a lot more we could talk about, but um, that would mean we wouldn't have time for Video Game 20 Questions, and that would be ridiculous. Mm. So... That brings us to video game twenty questions. Our suggestion this week comes from Wasim from Victoria, British Columbia, and he says, Here's an interesting stat that I thought Justin would appreciate. Oh. Golden Axe was the game that was chosen last week from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, Canada. A couple of years ago I had also sent over the same game and I am from Victoria, British Columbia. So can we deduce that all Canadians love Golden Axe? They must. I, I
3: bet,
1: bet if we ask him I bet if we ask him, CJ said would say he likes golden axe.
3: Maybe yeah, Canada is more of a out. Genesis country
1: than a Super Nintendo country. We know Jeff Keeley's thoughts on Golden
0: Axe. <laughs> uh, a, a maybe a while back, a month back, CJ came over um, to our place for dinner for Taco Tuesday. And now he's back mm-hmm. in town. And yesterday he just texted me, Taco Tuesday. So we're, <laughs> our friendship's at the level where CJ's inviting himself over to our Taco Tuesdays now.
3: Excellent. Excellent.
0: Anyway, let the questioning begin.
3: Could this have appeared at any E3? Yes. As, I meant as I you
2: know,
1: How many? Met,
2: has there been 25 E3s? Give or take? I mean, yes, this onwards. would have been the 26th one if
0: last year it happened. Mm.
1: Uh, have we mentioned the publisher at some point during the, this episode?
0: No.
2: Oh
1: man! Oh no! <laughs>
3: Fun.
2: But we, who did we not talk about?
1: A Yeah,
2: we talked about Monkey Ball, but we Midway. didn't name Sega, Sega by name. Atari.
1: Uh, oh, Konami. Yeah.
2: Did the, did this game come out originally? Come out in the nineties? No. Crap.
3: Is this an action game, an RPG, or a shooter?
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Still cracking me up. Um, yeah. Is this a shooter? <laughs> yes, that's five. I knew it. Good work.
0: How Good did work. you know? All right.
2: We, we didn't mention this, the publisher. It's could still, could
1: still a down time period.
3: Activision.
2: Yeah, it could be Activision.
3: Is this a military shooter? No. Cool.
2: <laughs> Unlikely to be Activision. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but
1: was this game released after 2010? No, it's a 2000s game. Mm, okay, or an 80s game, but there's less of those.
2: Oh, good point. Oops. I mean, you said it could be at E3, but I mean, if that's because—that's oh, right. Uh, yeah, that's how we know. No, All so right, it's got to be a 2000s but he, game. It, but
3: he's All making right. a, it could be a jokey joke because it could have been in a collection. It probably was. Is
2: this an 80s game? No. Okay. Oh, it's a 2000s game. All right. I don't know. Was this game developed in Japan? No. I'm really thrown off by us not mentioning the publisher because we worked our way through a lot. A lot of them. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of them.
1: Do you play a human being?
0: Yes. That's 10.
3: Is this a primarily online multiplayer game?
1: No. Mm. Is this a sci-fi game? No. So you're not a soldier, but you're also not fighting aliens. But you are shooting something.
2: Western? Yeah, it could be a West. Oh. Splatoon? Uh, no, we mentioned Nintendo.
3: Could... <laughs> or or like Godfather, like old
1: timey.
2: Or... What about Red Dead?
1: Is that a shooter? I get... mm.
2: I mean, I guess that could have been Eddie 3 but I wouldn't but, call
1: it a shooter. I'd call it an open world something, I guess. Shooter. I don't know. It's a shooter and Domino. Should um, we ask if it simulator. takes place in the past? Well, he seemed to confidently say, yes, it's a shooter like it. That's clearly its genre. I, but I, that's I
2: true. But not sci fi, not military. What's left? Old timey. Yeah.
3: Old
1: timey like Well, cartoony, oh, animal characters, you know, like touch stuff.
3: Oh yeah, our Splatoon—that's good.
1: I mean, Nintendo Platoon-y. publishes that, but like a, a Splatoon, if you will, <laughs> something. What right about right, like shooting Nerf or something? Well, like
2: time splitters—that's mm. pretty sci-fi. Yeah,
1: that's, that's okay. very sci-fi: time travel and aliens. I believe, definitely monkeys with guns.
2: What about GoldenEye? Mm-hmm. Although we talked a lot about Nintendo, didn't we? Is this based on a license? No. Is this a first person shooter? No. Okay, okay.
1: Is this game 2D?
0: No. That's 15.
1: So oh, probably Oh, she's 15 already? Mm-hmm. Third person isometric. Not sci-fi. That keeps throwing me. Every shooter that comes to mind is sci-fi. But it it came out in the 2000s, so you it's play like as a human
2: We've had and you play as a human. Yeah. We've had Kane and Lynch on this show before. Not that it couldn't be that again, mm-hmm. but it's you know, it's a cover based. It's a third person shooter from that era. Army of two. Is that could, third person? It
3: could still be like a top down shooter.
2: It could. I think it's unlikely. It's 3D, though.
3: Yeah, it's not military. Mm-hmm. So far cries are like that, right?
2: What about Max Payne? Army of two
1: mm-hmm. uh, Kane and Lynch. Do you play a a criminal or a member of organized crime family in the game? No. Cowboys could still be cowboys. They they like to skirt your army too.
2: Cowboys like to skirt the law, but they mostly have hearts of gold.
1: If you ask me, are cowboys criminals? I don't know what I'd say. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. <laughs> that's what I, that's what I'm right. I'm Should right we ask you?
3: if it's like cartoony or, um, I was going to ask,
1: it sounds so morbid, like, do you shoot lead bullets that kill other human beings? <laughs> <laughs> right. could be. Or like, is it?
2: Yeah. A, a Splatoon like. He could be, is there like a bow and arrow,
1: <laughs> bow and arrow games? Is this game rated T or MA? Yes. So adult-oriented, 2000s game by none of the publishers we've mentioned, not an IP. You're a human being. You murder other human beings, probably. You shoot them. You're not a criminal. It
3: just seems like Bioshock again.
1: Yeah, but it's third person. That's sci-fi for sure, though.
3: What's the meta here?
1: I don't, I
2: don't believe that there, I think the meta has always been that there is no meta and that Damon (laughs) opens email and says, looks good.
1: (laughs) The meta is that there's sometimes meta, but he doesn't tell you if there is or isn't each episode. (laughs) What are we at? 17?
2: Uh, Yeah, really? I feel like we should be able to get a 2000s era third person shooter unless, you know, I don't know. Like, what about like, what about you in like an airplane? What about, like, Crimson Skies or Ace Combat? That would be mean.
3: I don't know. I don't think we're going to get this one. So, uh, Oh, no. It, it, I, I made just... my
2: peace with that many qu- questions
3: ago. I mean, we can do something about fl- piloting a vehicle. Worth, or yeah.
1: part of it or... Are you mostly in a vehicle in this game?
0: No. Okay. And may I suggest you utilize your last question for the hack?
2: Have we mentioned this game? Yes. Ugh. <sighs> Okay. Uh, you're not a you're not a criminal, so it's not Kanan Lynch.
1: Well, you could be a so spy. What, You've mentioned Goldeneye. Could it just I mentioned up be Goldeneye? I mentioned no, because
2: that could have been at an E3, and probably was. And we mentioned Nintendo,
1: Max Payne. I bet it's one Justin mentioned.
2: Wait, I'm really I'm still face. thrown off by Damon saying. No, it couldn't have been Ed an E3. No, but it, no but it could it, have. That's what I said. Oh. Oh. Oh, but we didn't mention the publisher. That's right. So it's it.
3: We
1: haven't mentioned
2: the publisher. I think, I think we that
3: we didn't mention the, the publisher because it's Rockstar and I think it's Max Payne.
2: It's probably Max Payne.
3: Because he's not a criminal, right? No,
1: well, he's just a man they push too far.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's a criminal in the sense that he. You know, unilaterally, <laughs> he's <executes>. committed manslaughter. <laughs> yeah, you know, in the same way that every video game character is a criminal.
1: Sure, yeah, I think it's I think it's Max Payne. I think that's a great guess. It's more likely than GoldenEye. Who writes in and says no? Goldeneye? It's not GoldenEye because yeah. of the license thing. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. All right, let's try it. Who wants to do the is, honors? Is it Max Payne? Yes, it is right. Max Payne. That's and the reason you hadn't had mentioned no the, right pub- to get that. the publisher is because the publisher
0: was Gathering of Developers who are no longer around.
1: <laughs> wow. I never knew that name. And that later not on, I don't want any brain yeah. cell
0: in my head. Take two would yep. purchase gather ring of developers and then disband them. I don't and,
2: think I've been, you know, video games have been my primary hobby my entire life. And I've worked in this industry professionally in one form or another for 18 years. I don't think I have ever in my life heard <laughs> of gathering of developers. <laughs> yeah, That's the that. first time I've ever yeah, heard of that. Cause it, and, and what, and, uh,
0: what, what an Anacrony- acronym and an, an acronyms to god
1: oh oh so, yeah
2: yeah gathering of
1: acronyms no, god.
2: god god mode that's what uh, did they make
0: i'd have to look oh it they up. did
2: all kinds of stuff
0: yeah wow yeah, max Payne was 2001 came to all, to all pc ps2 and xbox all the same year it was ported to gba in 2003
1: face right now is like, am I bad at my job? Well, I just, I'm looking at, I've just, you
2: know, like it's Tropico and, you know, all all the Blair Witch games, like all these games that I know, but I just never, Jazz Jackrabbit. Yeah. Like what? That I don't It's weird. (laughs) It's a God game. Uh, And yeah, the criminal thing is,
0: I I don't think we would categorize him, even though he is a vigilante getting revenge for his family.
1: Not part of a criminal organization. I agree. I would have taught, thrown us for sure.
3: He's no Yakuza.
0: Anyway, that's true. Anyway, you guys got there eventually. Thank you, Wasim from Victoria, British Columbia, for the suggestion. If anyone out there has their own suggestions for video game 20 questions, email them to me at the email address gamescoop at IGN.com. And that is all the scoops that we have for you this week. Thank you to Sam, Swaim, and Justin. Thank you to Alan working behind the scenes, making this episode possible. My name is Damon. This is IGN GameScoop, and we're out.